yeah, I need to like remember the email address before the end of the episode. Oh, this is Orphan Black episode one hundred and three variations under nature, directed by David Frazee, and written by Graham Mason and Tony Elliott is the first new writer that we've gotten so far. Uh, well, well, oh yeah, I'm Mackenzie. <laughs> oh, I'm Ashley. That's uh, a reminder. Yeah. We just get right into it. Do you want yeah. to go chronologically? Do you have any overall impressions? My overall impression is just that it finally feels like a sci-fi show. Yes, finally, for sure. Because I was not getting that vibe in the first two episodes, so I was excited to see those elements finally. Yeah. Definitely, with the introduction of the killer, we start getting into the horror elements too. Yes. Um, yeah, so the episode starts with the all three clones together. So this is also the first time that we're, well, not the first time, but, like, the most clones interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to think it's just her acting with herself. Yes. Yeah. I thought about that a lot because yeah. of how many of her we get to see. Yeah. And she had a body double when they were filming, this woman named Catherine Alexander, who I think was, like, a big part of it, too, like, they worked together really closely and so that she would have somebody like physically opposite to play with but then they would like film whatever film Mm -hmm. her parts and then cgi them in which is like pretty thankless job for that woman too like but also i was thinking about it from like a production standpoint and she must have been exhausted she meaning tatiana maslani because she has like every scene multiple (laughs) parts of every scene she's working (laughs) yeah uh, so we, we get a little bit of, like, timeline info about Sarah, too. She was adopted when she was eight, and then she came to Canada, which we know, at 12. And also, I wanted to point out that, like, this is the first time that we hear about Beth from women in the show, because we talked about in the last episode how we're really getting her personality as portrayed by mm-hmm. the men in her life. And I thought that we really got to see a lot of everybody's personality in this scene. Like, you really get a good feel for Cassina and for Allison yeah. and see who they are. And I was also really surprised. I assumed that they were all going to be orphans. Yeah. And then they were like, wait, you're an orphan? Like, she was the weird one? That surprised me. Yeah, some of them have parents. Yeah, I think that ties directly into the episode's title, too, which is Variation Under Nature. So this mm-hmm. is, like, the episode when you're really seeing... The different clones and everything so we get like the some explanation how are we all related we're not well we are by nature um she's referring to nurture just give us the briefcase that you got from the german i'm not giving you shit till you give me some answers you don't write answers allison fine she wants in we're clones we're someone's experiment and they're killing us off very <laughs> drama from allison <laughs> And then we got the, the quote from Kasima, which you asked me to pull. Sorry. I wanted to flip that whole clone thing a lot softer. I think that was just super revealing of her character and, and the contrast of Allison and Kasima and the way they're approaching Sarah and that Kasima seemed automatically trusting and Allison still seems like she's not trusting her throughout yeah. the whole episode. I think too it's like you can tell the difference in their personalities too like Kasima is kind of like alt like whatever mm-hmm. I think she would be more receptive to someone like Sarah who's like a punk whereas Allison is like super straight laced and uptight um, we get another scene of Felix versus the suburbs <laughs> when that lady comes and then neighborhood watch yeah and then Allison pulls a gun on him which she is quick to react that's when I it escalated so quickly 
And then Sarah smacks her, which I kind of, I was like, okay, go off, Sarah. Like, <laughs> smack the shit out of him. And then, uh, you know, she's still pressing Kasima for answers, but she's like, well, you want your answers? I want the briefcase. And then uh, she says, like, seriously, it's life or death, which I think is, like, important to note, too, because, like, we don't really know why yet, but obviously there's some stuff going on. And then, oh, yeah, they say, like, the you broke the first rule of Clone Club, which is, of course, a Fight Club reference, a movie you <laughs> have not seen. But I know the <laughs> reference at least. I wrote in my notes, Shane McKenzie about Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> yes, haven't seen it, but I wrote down Clone Club, LMAO. Yeah, that's when when my friends when the show was airing, we used to have a group chat called Clone Club because we would just talk about uh, Orphan Black in the chat. Um, and then so we get more discussion. We get another uh, Felix ex- exposition clip. Last time I checked, human cloning was illegal, let alone impossible. Yeah, leave it out, okay? It doesn't matter. It does matter. Dead Beth, dead German. Those two, three other euros. You, that's eight. And Dreadlocks is going on about a blood sample, saying it's life or death. You can't just ignore it. <laughs> recaps are so helpful. I know. He really stays on his uh, recap beat. I have another, like, in the next episode, too. I have, I pulled the clip from him, too. Um, so, yeah. So, then Sarah goes back to the police station and is reinstated as Beth, once again, showing that police are corrupt. <laughs> she doesn't know how to be a cop. Yeah, but then we really get into, like, the crazy shenanigans because she goes to, they, like, get a call for a, a crime scene and then we realize it's the body that Sarah dumped and <laughs> happened to be in an active quarry. I thought that part was pretty funny, too. Body's chewed up pretty bad. What do you think? I think some idiot didn't realize they were burying a body next to an active court. Yep. <laughs> Way to go, Sarah. But in a way, she actually helped herself because of the body decomposition. Mm-hmm. They're not as able to identify it. I had a couple of notes just because, you know, my guilty pleasure is cop shows. Oh, yeah. And so um, when the officer in the bathroom was like, oh, do you want help with that? And she's like, yeah, can you? And the officer was like, no, fuck off. Like, the cops hate detectives dynamic like the hierarchy within the police station oh, that yeah. made me giggle um and then i also thought about how when um they were saying like 10 45 i'm like oh she's gonna sneak and google it really quick i'm like oh you can't do that <laughs> <laughs> this time period so well you could have i mean it's not like 100 years ago. i know but it's like it, she's like in the car like oh, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't you know. would definitely like art would be like what are you doing yeah right she, you have to pull the internet up and, yeah exactly um, and then I really like the, well, I think it's this show, like, I'm discovering, p- trying to pull these clips is, like, 90% f- people talking on the phone. Yes. <laughs> just, like, talking about the drama, but I love the call that she has with Cosima where she's, like, freaking out and talking about, like, oh, they're gonna figure out the body and then it's gonna be my fingerprints and blah, blah, blah. I felt like it was a good illustration of the chaos. The body matches me. The cops will see a mugshot of somebody who looks like Beth, only is yours truly and I'm already supposed to be dead. Wow, wow, welcome to the trip, man. <laughs> yeah, she's like, we've been here. <laughs> really making, making light of the thing. And so then we also, i just keeping track of the timeline, too. So it's been two or three days since the body was buried. Which I, I feel like it's nice when shows include that information because it's like, sometimes you just like, have no idea what's mm-hmm. going on. So then our catch is Sarah not knowing how to be a cop. She didn't know how to load her gun. And he freaks out. 
And he's still, like, power playing with her, like you were talking about, mm-hmm. holding on to that money real tight. Which is, like, kind of fucked up because he promised he was going to give it to her after she was reinstated. I don't know. Their relationship is... Or, it's, yeah. Very weird, and I don't like it. And it does, hasn't gotten any better. <laughs> um, and then the next scene is uh, when... Well, yeah, so whatever. Art schedules Sarah at the shooting range, and she freaks out. But um, Kasima and Sarah meet up at a bar, and, like, a little trivia is that she's reading a copy of Darwin's book, like, on the origin of species. I paused the TV, so I'm like, what is she fucking reading? I know it's important. And so we get a little more uh, detail about her character. She's a PhD student of evolutionary development biology, which is, like, pretty convenient for her. Well, I'm, like, wondering, was she into it before she knew she was a clone or after? I honestly can't remember. I mean, I'm sure... She wish I don't think she found out she was a clone before she went to school. So right. So uh, anyway, she must be just like interested in genetics, um, and then like we get a reference to the German being sick again, which is important to know. Um, and then so more timeline notes. We find out that Katya contacted Beth six months before about the European clones being hunted. But who is the original? Who's created us? Who's killing us? We need to know, but we lost our cop, so however you manage to get into her shoes, we really need you to stay there. Also, just, like, the pressure on Sarah, like, suddenly she has to, like, fake make a cop. Yeah, right. It's like, you're, you're just going to casually do that, right? Yeah. Um, but the question of who is the original definitely, like, drives the story going mm-hmm. forward. Um, but I think this is a good scene, too, because you get to, it's more establishing the dynamic between Kasima and Sarah. And how they interact, and they have that little one-liner with the bartender when he's like, oh, you must be the smart one, and fucking stupid (laughs) shit that men would say to you. (laughs) And then, uh, even though it's, like, high stakes, obviously we get a a funny line from Sarah. All right. Just answer me one thing. Anything. Yes. If we're genetically identical, do you get that little patch of dry skin between your eyebrows? That's good. Try to keep your sense of humor. Beth couldn't. Answer the question, Kasima. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we need to know. <laughs> you have a patch of dry skin between your eyebrows. I felt like there's a lot of foreshadowing for like Sarah becoming Beth in this episode. So there's a scene earlier that we didn't talk about, but she's like in the mirror in Beth's apartment and she's like, Am I going insane? And then she looks to best picture. And then in this moment as well, where she's like, keep your sense of humor like Beth couldn't. I feel like it's leading up to this moment that's going to come where Sarah's going to have a big conflict. And, and probably losing her identity, having to like play this other person the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, like the whole show is about identity too. So it's really astute point uh, you make. And then, so then after that, we're back at the police station. Uh, we meet this woman whose literal name is Angela DeAngelis. <laughs> why, why did they come up with one name for her? Uh, I don't know. If Somebody lost a bet. Maybe. <laughs> like a little joke. Um, so then we get the, like, the killer calls mystery. Am I speaking to your partner now, too? Actually, we love voice change apps, so, uh, the whole office is listening. She was just one of a few. Unfit for family. Horse glue. 
So you didn't like her very much. How about you tell us her name? She expired at Allenside Park. Worst voice changer app ever. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah you're not, there's not a lot of uh, difference going on there. But I guess they at this, this time they don't know the killer is a woman, so maybe it is a good voice changer. It's only bad for us because. Yeah, I'm just like, Ugh. but I was a little confused. I guess it's because the killer wants to like play with them. But I was like, why did they say like they expired at this park? Um, I don't know. I guess because then they, they go oh, and find the doll head there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. But, like, I don't understand how that advances the agenda. But I think it's, like, because they're an agent of chaos. Well, maybe they were trying to get Beth caught because maybe they thought mm. Sarah was Beth in oh, that right. situation. Right, so. right. Well, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was also, I think, like, when when they say, like, unf- like one of a few unfit for family at, like, like calls back to their little like clone riddle yes. like inadvertently obviously so then after that sarah is trying to do police work so she, she like <laughs> and uses her manipulation tactics and the tech support guy raj as an actor from degrassi who i recognized uh, all canadian actors were at one point on degrassi he's also in that show made with which was more recent which is pretty good too yes i recognized him from that i like that show so then she gets him to tell her how to do fingerprints. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she goes to the, with a quick turnaround on the fingerprints, she goes to the whatever lab and then ends up deleting the fingerprints there too. Um, and then the next scene we get is a reunion with Siobhan and Sarah. So this is like the first time that we see them interacting on screen, um, which I think is, I think the whole scene is pretty good. New clothes in a Jaguar do not a mother make. Pharaoh's golden eye. Just passing through. You could visit. Any other approach, and I will stop lying to social services for you. You wouldn't do that to Kira? No. I do to you. My first question is, do you have any uh, bird-watching thoughts from that scene? I looked up to see if the birds were similar, and they do look similar. So I was like, <laughs> it seems like an innocent mistake. What did she say? A buffleheads? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a weird yeah. bird name. Um, but yeah, so obviously, no love lost there. She's still being pretty tough on her. And I, I like the part when she says, new clothes and a jaguar do not a mother make. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to rewind a little bit because um, <laughs> when Sarah was talking to Raj and she said, yada, 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 the whole enchilada. You probably know I've been off for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, nightmare. PTSD. Fatal civilian shooting. Inquiry. Medication. The whole... Enchilada. I was like, what? <laughs> you never heard anyone say that before? No. That's like a phrase that people say. Never heard it. And I thought it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> just like, what a lot. I could, she's just so, she's trying very hard to portray the casualness. She's like, let me throw in a quick little funny. That's really funny. Thing. But yeah, I thought the scene between Mrs. S and Sarah was super important to see that dynamic and I thought the whole bird watching element showed this connection that they used to have mm-hmm. and it's obviously fizzled and I've been kind of assuming that the whole reason why Mrs. S is, is mad at Sarah is because of leaving Kira but that scene made me think that there's some more layers to it and so I'm curious to learn more about their relationship. Yeah well I think in the last episode we, she has that conversation with Felix about like all the police calls. I think mm-hmm. Sarah was just kind of a bad kid. Yeah. And I think 
having Kira was probably like the latest mm-hmm. in her discretion or indiscretions. Yeah, it's. I think it's also like I. It's funny that they like go to the crime scene to like do their bird watching. <laughs> like y'all don't want to find somewhere else to, to meet up. Um, so then we get like like another phone call with Sarah and Kasima. Um, they're kind of breaking down the evidence, and then we go back to the crime scene where we see the motorcycle and the Barbie head. Um, My note, one note from that scene is how aggressive the phone camera click was when he took a picture of the head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then we see, we get like our first glimpse into like uh, Allison's husband, Donnie, played by Christian Brune. Yeah, thumbs down. <laughs> he had, in real life, the actor and Tatiana Maslany are like really good friends though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get Felix gets called in as a babysitter, <laughs> which I think is comedy gold. Loved it. And then uh, Raj basically doing Sarah's job for her, phoning in her like APB <laughs> on the motorcycle. And then we get to the scene with Sarah and Allison at their gun practice. Yeah, this episode we really get, like, the, I mean, obviously it's only the third episode, but it's, like, we're getting more, like, scenes, like, with the clones establishing the dynamics with each other. Mm-hmm. But a Walther P99, it has an optional-sized hand grip. It's good for women, that said. Particularly women living their lives like rats in a lab. Is that what you think? Well, what else could it be? Someone is covering up their illegal experiments by wiping us out. I think that's honestly a pretty good theory about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, Allison has had more time to think about everything that's going on than Sarah does. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, I mean, we, they don't know at this point like that the details of the killer. But yeah, I think like the the clone experiment. I didn't know the rules of clone club, did I? Can you not use the c word, please? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I think too, like the show's starting to bring into the the questions, like, what, like where did these clones come from? Like, they didn't disappear out of nowhere. Surely somebody had to like create them. Mm-hmm. And and there's also this out of like, how did Allison and Kasima and Beth like learn everything that they know? Yeah, they're not really learning any of that yet. Yeah, well, I think they say they say like when when Allison's talking about getting the money back, mm-hmm. she does say that they use that money to, like, get information that they couldn't get through, like, legal channels, I guess. Right, and that's how. Yeah, I would imagine it's a combination of, like, Beth being a detective and, like, whatever information that they can, like, buy, and then Kasima's, like, science brain. Mm -hmm. Because when she's in there in the car, she's, like, is saying that she's, like, it's, like, like, the next scene after this, she's, like, you know, we're a cop, a scientist, and myself, like, the only thing I can do is contribute financially. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just when you have exposition like that, I can't help. I'm like, I wish this was an episode of where yeah. I could see when the Powerpuff Girls come together. <laughs> do, 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 do. Felix dressing up the kids as, in drag was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, well, and then that's what we were saying. Like, right after that was the reveal that it was Allison's money. So then mm-hmm. Sarah, introducing Sarah to that conundrum about, like, it's not just stealing some dead woman's money now. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this person has a family and... They're, you know, it's putting a face to the name, I guess. Right. Yeah, the cross-dressing scene is perfect. Like, Mom, we're cross-dressers. <laughs> so then, once again, they uh, recap <laughs> what's going on. Felix and Sarah, I didn't I didn't clip that one that time. Okay, I then so then we get a scene with Paul 
when he comes back to like their place or whatever but i was confused so they they're fighting or whatever and then he said like i'm gonna play this clip for you because i just don't understand what he meant reinstated pop hey oh well how do you feel about that what are you painting by numbers i guess i am or was she mad i guess what does that I don't mean know painting by numbers <laughs> is that some phrase like I guess it was, I, yeah, I was like, I don't understand what this means. Oh, and also, we like, they're, she's trying to distract him because Felix is hiding in the closet. He said you cannot hide in minimalist furniture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and then we get, like, a turn, the how the tables turn, because Paul starts to use the sexual manipulation on Sarah. And um, she's into it. Yeah, she <laughs> Felix calls her out. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they definitely have some chemistry. And then, so then, uh, after that, we have, well, basically, she, like, tells him, or, well, he leaves her high and dry, and then departs, and then Art and Sarah reunite at the gun range, and they're talking about the case, and she, indicting herself, is like, oh, yeah, the body dump doesn't match the professional hit. <laughs> just like, damn. So then we go to the Ukrainian boarding house. Um, we only know it's Ukrainian because she says that her Ukrainian sucks. And she's actually, in real life, of Ukrainian descent. Oh. Damn, my body. A little in-joke. And then, uh, oh, then, the, this is the Bible verse that you pulled um, la- or last week, but we can get it from them. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's, mother's womb. womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Bibles, dolls. This perp's got some deep-seated spiritual problems. So every location where we find the skeleton, it's just like more and more chaos, like the Bible verses and mm-hmm. the dolls and everything. And Sarah like pockets the passport. I guess it was Katya's passport in her book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they like, what were you going to say? Just that the Bible verse makes so much more sense to me now. Like mm-hmm. what it means of like, oh, I'm a real human made in the womb, not in a petri dish or however. Yeah. Exactly. So then, uh, while they're investigating the scene, the killer finds them and shoots. He grazes Art with a bullet. He's down and then tells Sarah to go after him. Stupid idea. (laughs) So then she's running chaotically all through. And uh, they finally, like, uh, the killer gets a jump on her and then is about to kill her. But then we we get this part. Dirty little copycat. Who are you? Not yet. Not Beth. So, but that, I was also wondering, so is she, does she have to kill them in a certain order? Because mm. otherwise, why wouldn't she just kill her? Well, I, that's what, I assume that she didn't because of this connection. Yeah. That she's like, yeah. something. But she says not yet. I think that yeah. the connection comes into play later. But then, yeah, so she's like, I'm not Beth. It gives her uh, her pause, and then uh, she ends up running off after Sarah stabs her with a big thing of rebar. rebar. I know that was wild. Oof. I didn't know I wrote the iron weapon because I forgot <laughs> what rebar was called. But I was like, once again, she's so quick on her feet. I know. Yeah. And I just what an interesting dynamic that you can't kill this enemy because if you kill them and it looks like you, like it's yeah. just such a good job with the like plot in general yeah it's just such an interesting dynamic it's so convoluted it's Mm -hmm. like oof um and then um 
So then Helena takes off, stabbed and bloody. And then where Art finally catches up with her after calling for backup, her being Sarah. And then after that is when he finally decides to get the money back of her because he feels like indebted to her. And he's like, you saved my life, so here's your cash that I legally stole yeah, from you. Yeah, like, fuck off. I hate him. I don't, yeah, I don't like him either. I don't remember disliking him so much when I, like, originally watched, but probably my tolerance for men is just <laughs> a lower now. Um, but yeah, so finally she gets her money back. So then she and Felix show up at Mrs. S's house ostensibly to kidnap Kira and take her out of there. But then she has second thoughts about it. Bloody Mrs. S. She's right. Really? What kind of mother am I if I snatch my own daughter? A crap one. I agree. And if I rob Allison? Run now and never tell my clients. It's so funny that Felix is her voice of reason. Like, what a <laughs> funny character to the, be the voice of reason in the show. Yeah. But, and I think this this is an important turn for her because it's the first time that she's, like, actively engaging with, like, the fact... Well, not... I mean, she's been doing it, but sort of, like, unwillingly. And now she's, like, choosing to be like, okay, like, I have to deal with this. I can't just run away. I'm going to be responsible. I'm not going to just kidnap my daughter. Mm-hmm. And then we get the one that... I feel like we haven't gotten as much um, com- comedic relief from Felix, but we did get this one line. Okay. Well, this is taking years off my life. <laughs> I love him. MVP. But he, he rolls with the punches. He's he always there. Just like Sarah. Um, yeah, so then the very last scene of the show is the killer has sneaked into some house. And this, like, iconic shot with, like, the back, and her back is all fucked up and tortured, and she's, like, sewing surgery on herself. And this is when I, they're like, okay, this is, like, a horror show, too. This episode is, like, way more plot-heavy than any of the other things. It was just, like, boom, 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 like, one thing after another. Um, Oh, I forgot to say earlier, the top movie at the time was 42, which is about Jackie Robinson, and uh, top song was still Thrift Shop. So no, no news there. <laughs> um, For so long. I know. Uh, that's all the notes I have. Yeah, I thought that last scene was really cool and really creepy. And like I said, finally, like some sci-fi horror elements which i was excited for um and i wrote down some predictions like you told me to (laughs) good work (laughs) blonde lady held captive by creator and experimented on Mm -hmm. so um the killer i assumed that she was maybe seeking revenge and that's why she had all those scars and um and then i also said sarah is special because she can have biological kids is she the original Yes, that is a, a good point. But they definitely, like, bring that up in the next episode, too. Um, yeah, I've, I really liked that episode. I feel like it was one of the most, like, exciting ones. Yeah, it was very good. Very plot-heavy. My boyfriend, Dalton, came in several times and stood there like a dad does and was like, what's going on? And I'm like, no, you don't get the privilege. You can watch. <laughs> well, he has to be there from the beginning. I know, he has to catch up and then he can come be a guest. I told Angelina today if she wants to, because she was like, what's this podcast? You haven't been getting time by, but you haven't told me anything. And I was like, I was like, well, it's about the show Orphan Black. If you want to watch all the episodes and come on and be a guest, you definitely can. She seemed into it, but I was like, it's kind of hard to find because it's old now, so I don't, I don't think Angelina has AMC+. Plus. 
Well, I was um, advertising it to my D&D friends, oh, and they were yes. like, what show? And I said Orphan Black, and they were like, what? But one of them was like, oh, I know that show, I think. That was what? the first person I've told about. A lot of the time, the people will be like, oh, yeah, Orange is the New Black. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> not the prison show. No. <laughs> like, sci-fi clones. <laughs> There's a difference. Um, yeah. I really like that episode. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Adam Kelly for our theme music and Megan Walker for our podcast cover art. You can email us at onmylistpod650 at gmail.com if you have any comments or questions. Tune in next week. Bye.